0: Welcome to Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub. My name is Jamie. I'm your host. And today we're here on this hot August day. And uh, we're here with Matt Staub. It's hot, Jamie. It's a hot one. It
1: is hot. It's hot.
0: It's a hot one. It's going to be a hot one this weekend, for sure. It's going to be, I think we're going to hit the uh, hundreds this weekend
1: yeah i was uh i was driving to work this morning and i saw this bear down by the the river and he was using oven mitts to catch a fish that's how hot it was
0: (laughs) so we we were in uh hilton head uh last week for our anniversary and
1: congratulations
0: thank you yeah 23 years yeah we it, it was it was fun yeah and, and we, it was so hot down there. I got out of the water and I was walking back and there was a guy sitting in his beach chair. And I, and I told him, I said, man, I, said, I usually pour my bath water cooler than this ocean is right now. And that was right. almost the truth. It was just, wasn't even really refreshing at all. <laughs> so we had a good time though. So it was fun. Good. But it was, it was definitely hot. Well, well, today, Matt, we're going to talk about something that I think is really important. And, and that is the plan. You know, having plans makes, you know, makes the world go round. I think when we're planless, when we don't have, you know, a plan, you know, that's when things fall apart. You know, I, I think sometimes it's, it's, we think it's easy just to wing things. I've been very guilty of that in the past and saying, ah, we don't need a plan, but man, planning is huge, and I think it's especially huge in healthcare. And giving people a plan, giving your team a plan, giving yourself a plan. I think it's just so important in the work that we do.
1: I I remember a number of years ago. Um, it, I mean, it was it was probably five or six years ago. Um, I remember hearing Doctor Hook. Um, you know, I, I was I was in his office, and he was talking about. You know, you know, just, um, some, some information that he had read and, um, you know, he's, he said this in, in his presentation before too, when he's spoken to, um, our providers or at our partners group or whatever, but he says, he makes the analogy, he says, you know, we, we, we plan for everything. We plan for retirement. We plan for a wedding. We plan mm-hmm. to go to school. We plan to go to college. Um, you know, we we do all this, all these plans. We have all these plans, but we don't plan for our health. Mm-hmm. And you know, for for somebody like Doctor Hook, who you know is is an excellent doctor, just a really smart guy, to to say that as a physician, I, I I think he truly believes that. And and part of part of his responsibility to patients is you know, to communicate the need for that plan for health. It's not something that's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there has to be a plan for it. So, yeah. so, you know, as we were, we were talking about, you know, the, the next, next, uh, of this series of podcasts, Jamie, to talk about a plan, um, you know, that, that came to mind and, and just excited to talk about that today.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, without a plan, you're, 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 you're definitely setting yourself up for failure with a plan. You're definitely more likely to succeed than not. I think. I think, and and that's the difference. And if you just wing it, you you really the percentage of failure is much higher than than with a plan.
1: You you know that that reminds me. I was um I was reading uh, I read Matthew McConaughey's book this summer. Um, Green Lights. Is what all, it's right, all right. It's all right. All right. Um, and you know he talks about th- that those three words that you just said were the first words that he said on camera, mm. and it's it's lived with him throughout his career. And um, it's it's interest is very interesting read. Um, but one of the things he talks about after after Dazed and Confused, where he delivers that that famous line, you know, he gets kind of some smaller parts, and he gets a a. a a bigger part in a movie he's not the leading actor but he has to to go on and deliver this this soliloquy this speech or whatever and and he thinks that um he embodies this character so he's just going to show up and do what he does mm-hmm. right right and and deliver deliver this this speech um So, when he gets on the set, they were having some, they were, they were, uh, he talks about having some camera issues or some technical issues. So he says, Well, I'm just going to look at the script Mm -hmm. while I've got some time. He hadn't looked at the script. He just felt like he knew what this character was going to say. So he pulls out the script and he, he starts reading his part and he turns page one and he turns page two and gets to page seven. Mm hmm and it's in Spanish <laughs> oh, and man. he doesn't speak Spanish. So here it is that he's shown up for this acting gig as a, as a young actor unprepared to, to deliver a speech. Cause he thought that was it. He thought I can just show up and execute. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that was, that was a, a big takeaway of mine from, from that book of, you know, you, you have to be able to prepare, you have to be able to have a plan. And I think, you know, when it comes to our patients, Jamie, like we've talked about, they're looking to us for a plan, mm-hmm. um, because they're used to just being able to show up in life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, and, and now, you know, they're, they're having illness, they're having a diagnosis, they start educating themselves and saying, you know what, I, I want to be, I want to have a healthier lifestyle. Um, so, so I think. I think for us to see that um, patients looking to us for a plan, we have a we have a responsibility to that. We have a duty to that. Not just to to treat their symptoms that they present with. You know, we talked about sick care before. We, we really want to have have wellness. We want to have have health. Um, so being able to 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 give people a plan um, so that they can they can walk through that plan has to has to be important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I uh, it it brings back some memories. I remember the first time in seventh grade when I started playing football for the first time, and I was an offensive lineman. I was a defensive lineman, but I remember getting the playbook, which was a plan. You know, this is this is our plan here, and I remember looking at how confusing that was, and I'm like, oh my goodness! Until the coach started breaking it down, because I saw all the X's and O's but and it just but then i started honing in on okay what is my responsibility what is what am i supposed to be doing and once i focused on that and and i simplified the plan i'm like okay this makes sense i'm supposed to block this way i'm so on this play i go this way i i push my man this way so that there's a hole for the running back to come through you know and so but i remember how overwhelmed i was at first so I think plans have got to be follow. You got to be able to follow it.
1: You know, Jamie, I I wrote down the same story. You know, it's it's almost like we've done this before. Um, <laughs> and we have not talked you
0: know, about this. FYI, to everybody else, we
1: we we hadn't. I I wrote down you know basically the same thing of being an offensive lineman, and you know having twenty six pages of a of a uh, these are these are the plays that we could run. You know the first thing, and and you said the exact same. You you said the most important thing. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. That was that was where you first started. Was what is my responsibility here? Yeah. But then but then the next part was after you st- understood what you needed to do, you understood what everybody else needed to do, and mm-hmm. what was going to happen around you, and and then the the anticipated. Um, the the anticipated goal for the play, right? Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a lot of times we give people plans without the anticipated goal. And I think it, it really helps to know the end of what the plan, what success is supposed to look like if we do this and we execute this plan. Right. And a lot of times we don't give people that we, but if we can show them what success looks like, and it makes the plan. It, it helps you execute your part of the plan.
1: So, Jamie, this, this year I've I've really kind of committed to be a being a um, compliant patient isn't the right word, but um, <laughs> really, really, you know, taking a a hard hard nosed stance at my health. Mm. Um, you know, as, as somebody that's 43 years old and have struggled with my weight my entire life, you know, Jimmy, we've talked about, yep. you know, the, the struggles of, of weight, you know, I've, I've looked to um, my care team f- for that plan. Uh, not, not just for, for dealing with weight, but for me being able to, to live a healthy lifestyle that, you know, has aging parents that are in a facility. That's the, the CEO of, of a, of a, you know, multimillion dollar physician service practice with 1100 plus employees with a, a 14 year old daughter and a, a wife of, of 20 years, you know, I, I, I have, I, I have to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so, so I've looked to, um, a pharmacist. I've looked to nurse practitioner. I've looked to a physician. I've looked to a dietitian. Um, Social worker, even yeah, you know, and and those people have I, I've been able to get, go and say okay, um, you know I, I don't I don't want to take any more prescription medications I already take enough yeah I'm trying to take less so so what are the things that I need to do you know how can I supplement some of some of this with nutrition yeah um th- this is how I like to exercise so so being able to to ask those questions. Um, you know, part of part of me is, is patient responsibility. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm the person that's driving my health, but I'm also looking for the expertise of the of of the clinicians that that I've engaged, and um, you know, just just had some really good feedback from them to, that helps me develop develop a plan that works for me. Yeah, not what works for everybody else, but what works for me.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that plan really helps. So last weekend I had the privilege and, and, that my health has been a big, huge part of, um, you know, for myself too. We both, we both, we run in that same lane. And, and so that's been a, a big thing for the past several years now. And, um, one of my goals, uh, I wanted to hit was I wanted to run a half marathon. It's been a goal for a while right? Um, and did that last Saturday. And, and I was, it was exhausting, it was fun. it was uh, miserable. it was all of the above. but <laughs> but it, but uh, my wife was was there. Um, she was kind of watching people run in and there was this lady that seemed older than normal and and she she ran across the finish line. she was doing a 10k which was 6.2 miles. And, and my wife asked her, she's like, I hope I don't offend you by asking this. She's like, but she's like, can I ask you how old you are? And she said, I'm 78 years old. And, and they kind of struck up a conversation and and she said, well, she's like, you're 78 and you just ran 6.2 miles. And she, yeah, she said, I, she said, my family, she's like, I watched them, you know, struggle with their health. And she's like, I, and I knew I needed a plan for myself. She's like, I knew I needed to do something about this. And one of her plans was to start running because she, she loved, she enjoyed it. She liked it. So she said, I'm going to use this as a part of my plan to be in good health. And she's like, I do not want to live like my family and struggle with my health that much. She's like, and she even said, it. she's like, I want to go out standing up, not laying down and, and, uh, and this lady was just an incredible inspiration. And she said she started running 39 years ago. Um, but she had a plan. She, she, she formed a plan to do that. So it, which is, is exciting to see somebody living like that at 78. I just want to be able to eat solid food at that point. So, <laughs> I mean, that, my goal is different, but, <laughs> um, just exciting to see somebody living life like that
1: and you know 39 years ago she she probably was not a good runner right and, and had mm-hmm. no intention and, and you know couldn't run a half marathon 39 years ago yeah um but she had to start mm-hmm. she had to start somewhere yeah and you know I, I think i think we see that a lot um you know on the the business of healthcare side you know um we we joke about a, a ready fire aim mentality and you know that that's something that Scott's always pushed us to is, is let's just start, let's mm-hmm. try, yeah. let's try and fail, you know, let's, let's see what, uh, let's see what happens instead of trying to make everything perfect before it starts, um, you know, because then, it, you know, you, you don't necessarily account for, for the learning curve with right. that. Absolutely. So, so if you, if you juxtapose that to, um, to a person's health plan, it's a little more dangerous than... You know how we're going to start chronic, a chronic care management program or a DME company, um, because you're talking you're talking about health. So, um, you know we, we often lean on the the term practicing medicine, um, which if you really do think about it, kind of somewhat has that has that um, element of of trial and error. You know, hey, we're going to try this. Um, and and what I've noticed and what I've seen in, in my own care and what I've seen our, our clinicians do is um, here's the problem. These are the action steps that we're going to take. Um, and this is the expected outcome of those action steps in this time frame. Mm, right. And if it doesn't happen that way, then here's our next steps of what we're going to do. So so it's kind of like there's a, there's a plan A and a plan B mm-hmm. and the plan B would, would also sometimes include, we're going to try this, but we're also going to come back to the drawing board to see what, what plan a, um, what it, what it de- what it delivered. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a diabetic and we're going to try you on, you know, the lowest dose of insulin, um, you're, you're a new diabetic, maybe, you know, and, and there's certainly different types of, of insulins out there now, which one works best for you. But, you know, we, we've got a, a, a specialty group that has diabetic specialists in it. We've got several pharmacists that are, that are diabetic certified. So um, being able to collaborate with those team members to formulate that plan, I think is, is sometimes comforting for, for the patient to know that, hey, this is the way we want it to work. Yeah. But we also know that it may not work that way the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, and certainly I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm speaking out of my lane here, um, because I'm, I'm not a clinician. I didn't go to school for that. Um, you know, I, I, and, and I, and I can imagine that, that planning certainly is, is part of becoming a, a physician, nurse practitioner, insert whatever provider you'd like here. Um, but from the patient perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, not just being able to do a, subjective objective you know assessment and plan um c- kind of in in the provider's head but what does the patient need to hear from that yeah what is it that they're asking you know we've Jamie, we've talked before about um getting a new prescription and 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 forgetting how to take it if it's mm-hmm. you know something more than just take with a meal right um or take once a day or take it whenever you want to um but but being able to have that instruction, not only just take it with a meal, but here's why you want to take it with a meal. I, I remember taking an antibiotic one time, and the provider told me, when you take this, don't lay down for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it said it on the bottle. Yeah. Don't lay down after taking this. Right. I took it. Ten minutes later... You know, Margaret was little. I went to lay down with her to do kind of the bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. And it felt like an excruciating bomb mm-hmm. went off in my chest. Really? Because wow. Because, you know, like, like it was the worst heartburn I ever had. Like, I, I almost went to the hospital. Wow. It, it It was so bad. So, you know, being able to have somebody say, don't lie down because here's what's going to happen. Probably would have stuck with me more than don't lie down. Now I probably would have done it anyway because you know it was a nighttime routine. But but you know I digress. Being able to to walk through all the steps of the plan to include here's what we're gonna do and here's the expected outcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience. Uh, not not exactly, but I long story short, I ended up with thorns in my feet from chasing after a dog running through a. Um, thorn patch that was uh, barefoot, trying to get this dog back, and I ended up having. I went to the provider to help get these thorns out of my feet, and it was just too painful to do it without numbing. And there were so many of them, she couldn't numb them all one at a time. So she said, "Hey, I'm going to give you this cream, put it on your feet, come back." Well, that's all she told me. Just put this on your feet. So. I'm I'm of the persuasion that if a little's good, a lot's better and that's not the way medicine works. <laughs> so, no, not so not not all the time. I used the entire tube on my feet and I was like, I put this on there, I and then I put plastic bags on my feet to keep it on there and my sister drove me to the doctor's office, got in there and she saw my feet and she saw the, you know, I had put all this cream on my feet that I could. And she said, "What did you do?" And I'm like, I said, if a little's good, I just, I don't want to feel this. I, 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 want, I want this to be, con-. she's like, no, she's a, like, you can hurt your feet. You know, you can damage the nerves in your feet with this medication. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that, you know, and so she didn't give me a plan <laughs> at the end of the day, it would have been a good advice. And I, I would have listened to that advice if she would have told me that. So it's important.
1: Yeah, it's it's really important in both of our cases. You know, it it, it uh, had somewhat of an, a negative outcome, um, but you know, in in other cases that could be more severe than ours could be a lot worse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's important. You know, and I think yeah, you have to. You know, I think some of the things you've already talked about, Matt, is the plan is going to change. Plans are plans are going to change, um, and and more information is <laughs> better than none. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that's great, um, I, I think the other thing about planning, Matt, that I think is really important is something I've, I've started to implement, you know, and, and when two things, one, I think a plan needs to be written down. I, you know, I think you have to put it on paper. You've got to get, or in a computer, wherever you write, it's got to be written down, um, to be followed. If it's just living in your brain, cause other people need to be part of the plan and part of the planning, and it's got to be written down. What is your experience with that?
1: Um, you know, I, I Margaret and Sarah and I, my wife and child, on, on Sunday, um, as most people probably are, you know, looking at August into September, all the, the things that happened in, in September – um, generally before the fourth quarter of the year, um, where you know you got holidays and and all of that, you know, s- sat down and all all brought our calendars to the kitchen table so that that we could have that plan of where we're going to be, when we're going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, who's picking up, who's dropping off. If we'd have had that conversation on the couch um, without our calendars, mm-hmm. then. I'd have been the one that got yelled at by both Margaret and Sarah for, you know, forgetting something because they, they're brilliant and, and rarely forget. Um, But, you know, I I will use the excuse of always have a lot going on. So for me, if it's on my calendar, it's got a really good shot of happening. Yeah. If it's not on my calendar, you're expecting me to remember it. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes on in this mind every day. So I think, you know the the power of writing things down allows people to um, to easily reference it, yeah so that they can they can use their brain for that creative thought process mm-hmm. of you know, maybe maybe it's walking through the steps of where you're gonna get the cup and what kind of water or liquid you're gonna have to take your medicine yeah um, versus just having to remember to take it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do think, you know, we, we, we've, we've got the ability with like a patient portal to, to give people instructions through the portal so that yeah. they can, they can reference those back. Um, even, even with my, my mom, you know, their nurse practitioner will often, um, take one of my mom's notebooks that she leaves around everywhere and, and write in her, the write down for her, the things that she needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think, um, I, I think just the element of not using your brain power to remember the instruction um, because you can you can write that down, right, and and reference it back. Then your brain's alleviated from having to to recall that in your random access memory. Yeah. Yeah, my computer term.
0: Absolutely. No, I I think it's so true because I'm I'm big on my calendar as well. Like I try to put everything I'm doing on my calendar and I don't have to think about it anymore because then I've got, you know, things set up. I've got reminders set up. I've got some of those things built in so my brain can be used for other things and in for creation or or whatever um, it needs to be used for. And I think when you get that stuff out of your head, it, it makes a huge difference for sure
1: especially for the for the patient perspective absolutely um you you know i I think i think the as as a provider hey we're going to tell you these instructions these are you know the things that are going through the the provider's thought process of of how they're going to resolve this problem um and at the same time what the patient's hearing is hey there's something wrong with me hey how's this going to affect my life you know and and everything that goes with that so if you're expecting the patient to retain those instructions, they they might not retain all of that, or be able to remember the importance of why not to lie down after after taking that medicine. So, um, either having them write it down, or writing it down for them, or emailing it to them in the patient portal, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, so that they can they can um, access those instructions. I think I think makes for a, a successful plan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Another part of the plan that I think is really important, this is the end of the plan, that I think is really necessary is to be able to paint a picture of what success looks like. So that last step on your plan, I believe should paint that picture. This is what success looks like. This is what winning looks like in your plan. Now That could be in the form of a goal, that could be however you want to, but I love having the picture of it shows you where you're going, where you're headed. Um, it shows you if your plan needs to change in the middle too, to be able to get there because you have to sometime course correct as we've already talked about, but having a really clear picture of what success looks like I believe is huge.
1: You know, Jamie, that, that reminds me we've, we've had a, a, a you know, just a extremely blessed year in growth so far this year and, and um, 2023, and it it makes me think of the number of positions that we've created and the number of people that we've hired. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I hear um, our leaders um, hear, okay, I've, I need to hire this person. That's the that's the plan, mm-hmm. and that's not the plan. Right. The 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 plan has to be this person is coming on board to help solve this problem or to to uh, you know fill this void or um, achieve this but sometimes that that stops with okay i hired him that was what i was supposed to do um so so to to go back to your analogy of the in step yeah what does winning look like mm-hmm. but i think also you know when it comes to medicine or when it comes to a health plan um that that may not be clear yeah. and it and it and and conversely it may not be clear of what not winning looks like mm-hmm. not necessarily losing but okay if if it doesn't do this or if we don't see this result or if this happens then it didn't work
0: mhm yeah
1: you know we we need to try a different medicine we need to try a different approach yeah um you, you know t- specifically about weight loss um you know i i have been been working toward that this year had my my um had my telemedicine visit with my nurse practitioner and said you know i, I expected to lose much more weight than than what i did and i was i was a little bit down on myself because mm-hmm. of that yeah. and the provider coming in and saying you know five to seven pounds is is a healthy amount of of weight loss a month you know and of course I'm expecting like fifty pounds in yeah. in three days because <laughs> I ate a salad right right um, but but to be able for for to to paint that clear picture of you know it's it's um what what winning looks like and what um what if we don't achieve a certain goal, then we would try something else
0: mm. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think, yeah. Things, and and then I think too, Matt. Not just having a singular goal too, I think, can really help. So especially in healthcare, and and you know, you know, losing weight. Other things happen. You know, blood pressure can go down. That could be another goal. You know, that's that we paint in there what success looks like. You know. Um, feeling better. There's, there's all kinds of reasons, you know, or other outcomes that happen when you do, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, or maybe you're trying to get your A1C down, you know, there's other things that also paint a picture of success that we can't forget. Cause you know, just using the analogy of losing weight, we get so focused on the scale when there's other great outcomes that we can pay attention to that I think help bring that feeling of success.
1: Absolutely. You you know, we, we, uh, Will and I joke about the the addiction that we have in this organization to, to data and information, Mm -hmm. um, because it's subjective. Right. I mean, because it's, because it's subjective, you know, a one is a one and a two is a two and, and you know, that's how it'll always be. But, but there are certain, um, health factors that you can't measure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I, I very distinctly remember a, a provider telling me, "There's not a lab value to measure anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So, or pain. It, you know, it, it it is very subjective. So, so when we don't have that measurable value, you know, we, we have to look for certain cues with that mm-hmm. um, to to look for to look for success or a plan that sometimes isn't that, that measurable value and just because you can't measure it doesn't mean it's not important.
0: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's some things that aren't easily measurable. I think you can measure even things that you didn't think you could measure, but I think, um, yeah, you, you know, some things aren't measurable and and that's just the way it is. And just because it's not measurable doesn't mean it's not important. So,
1: and and I again just can't emphasize this enough. The patient needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. They they need to hear that. Um, you know, it the the outcome that is desired may not necessarily be measurable, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, Matt, this kind of leads into next week's topic, and 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 that's going to be painting um, a clear picture of what success looks like and what failure looks like and every good story does that every good story paints a picture of success and these are the positive things that can happen and then also uh, there's there's negative things there's there's no good story without conflict and and we're going to talk about those things next week
1: that's exciting I'm looking forward to it I, I also hear as we're talking about exciting things that there may be a new podcast in the podcast series?
0: There is. There's going to be a new new podcast with uh, Matt Whitehead. We're recording our first episode. We're going to get a few episodes recorded first so we can kind of get some traction going and, and everything. But it is coming soon. It's going to be called Madness to Your Method. And a uh, little play on words there, That's kind exciting. of reversal of words. And, and we're going to start to hear from different people throughout the company of that have, have, have really experienced some success. And they've... They've built some plans, they've built some things that have really worked, you know, whether that be about team culture, whether that be about, you know, a a referral plan and, and making that work and, you know, and figuring out what's been the madness to their method and and how they've done and succeeded in their their job so we're going to be kind of delving into those kind of stories and and hearing what that looks like and and also talking about the failure that they've experienced along the way and they've they've made it through and they've ended up um figuring something out because madness is is good and bad sometimes so we got to we can't take the bad with we have to take the bad with the good sometimes so i'm excited about that it's going to be a fun podcast to do
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. So
0: Awesome. Well, Matt, thanks so much. This has been a great week and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks,
1: you too. Thanks.
0: thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at ExperiencingHealthcare.com. If you would like to submit a question or potential topics for the podcast, send us an email at jmpreston at ltchs.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, the LTC University podcast, the Disrupted podcast with Scott Middleton and Giving Practitioner podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.